everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Friday, October 28th. I cannot believe how quickly the month of October is flying by. And I don't know about you, but I am more than ready for uh, Christmas. <laughs> I don't normally say that. I'm kind of a, a Thanksgiving girl. Like I am like, you know, embrace the season, love October, love November. And I never let my kids, you know, rush through the seasons. But this year I'm just like, hey, where's the Charlie Brown Christmas album? Because I need to put it on. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm feeling uh, with this election cycle uh, upon us. I'm sick of my Facebook feed. I'm sick of my inbox for my emails. I'm frankly tired of political things that are coming in the mail. Uh, but that said, we, we're in a crisis in this nation, and it is important for us to continue the conversation until the elections are over. And most important, uh, I think, is the, um, the need for us to be praying as a nation. I've titled this podcast A Fork in the American Road because we really are at a crossroad in this nation. Uh, we've had two terms now of President Obama in, term, uh, in the White House. And uh, he has led our country down the path, really, to socialism. I don't know how many of you have had, if you are familiar or if you've had any experience at all with Obamacare, but I have. And I can tell you that our family lost our doctor and our clinic, actually, and our premiums doubled and our deductibles skyrocketed to the point where we could no longer afford uh, the Affordable Care Act. And uh, in lieu of that, I actually uh, signed up with MediShare. And uh, was a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty nervous at first. And it's frustrating to have to switch insurances. But we did it about a little over a year ago. And for those of you who are looking for an alternative to the skyrocketing costs of socialized medicine, which is Obamacare, uh, check it out. Uh, MediShare is affordable health care and your money doesn't go to fund abortions and things that you would find morally objectionable. So I will actually link back to uh, MediShare, Obamacare. I will not link back to that. I will link back to uh, MediShare in the show notes today. So if you want to find out more about what our family has chosen to do uh, with our health care, uh, go check that out. Many of you have been following me on Facebook, and you if you've been following me on my personal page, not so much at The Busy Mom, although I did uh, write an, a post about abortion the other day at The Busy Mom, most of my political uh, viewpoints are being uh, people follow me over at my personal page at Heidi St. John. You'll also find um, pictures of my sweet man building a bunk bed for us. Uh, but I, I kind of uh, went off a little bit on World Magazine, which I love. I have to say, I've been a, a supporter and a subscriber to World Magazine for many, many years. Uh, but in recent years, I've been very, um, I don't know what the right word is, disappointed is not really a white word, maybe disillusioned by some of the things that they're publishing in their magazine. But the one that really put me over the top is the issue uh, that just came out. I just got it in my mailbox the other day, and it features a very bad picture of Donald Trump on the front with the headline, Time to Step Aside. And I uh, I got on social media and called it trash. I threw it in the trash and took a picture of it in my trash can, and then I called it trash, which is what I believe that the issue of World Magazine is. Uh, in their hit piece on Donald Trump, Marvin Olasky and the editors uh, decided to urge Christians to make room for another candidate. And when I wrote about it, I asked them, who would that be? 
Two weeks out from our election and World Magazine has decided that it would rather hand our country over to Clinton than be seen even remotely supporting the only chance at defeating her. Now, I want to just say one more time, I did not vote for Trump in the primary. He was not my my first choice, my second choice, my third choice. He might have been number 14 uh, down the list of candidates in the primaries, but the primaries are over. And the fact of the matter is, is our country is sitting on a virtual cliff. It is going to go one direction or another direction. And so the foolishness of a position that says that it is morally right not to vote for one or the other leaves me a little bit, uh, 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 well, I'm confused for one thing about it. I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand. And I have read all of the arguments uh, for people who are the never Trumpers, uh, which, by the way, was a movement who was not that was not started by evangelicals, which really should give Christians pause. We've gotten behind a movement that was not started by uh, people who profess the name of Christ. But uh, I think that the uh, probably the the article in World Magazine might go down as the worst piece of evangelistic uh, journalism or evangelical, I'm sorry, journalism that I've ever read. World Magazine claims that it doesn't want to set the stage for even worse behavior by ignoring the blatant offenses of Trump. And I just want to repeat again, no one is ignoring the blatant offenses of Trump. The election of a president in this nation is about a platform. We are talking about policy. Hillary Clinton would expand abortion, even partial birth abortion. She will repeal the Hyde Amendment, which will strip uh, your protection, and then your federal tax dollars will go to support abortion. And she will open up our borders. It's horrifying to me. The things that, that are in, read the Democratic platform, uh, read them. Someone said to me, how can you say that Christians uh should not love each other because one is a Democrat and one is a Republican. I just want to say really, really clearly that your party affiliation makes no difference to God. It really doesn't. We're not, God doesn't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. Frankly, I don't care. Honestly, I don't even, I have, I struggle to affiliate myself with a party anymore. I affiliate and, and, and align myself with a platform. And that's what we need to be doing. We have two choices in the election uh, this year, and there is no time as world suggests to find another candidate. And so we need to be asking ourselves, why are we uh, choosing not to get involved in our in our republic we live in a republic and basically what we'll be doing in not voting or voting third party to ease our conscience is to hand the election over to a career criminal who has literally corrupted the government at the highest levels and we'd feel good about it and that is troubling to me and so i want to just i'm going to take a couple of uh quotes from the article in world magazine because several uh, of my readers uh, chastised me for not reading it i did read it I just didn't agree with it. And I, I find it interesting. And I, I, I'm gonna, I will give World Magazine a little bit of grace in that I realize that, they, that a publication goes to print and then you send it out and a lot of things can happen after that. But one of their reasons for uh, saying that they could no longer be silent, that they basically would take a position as a magazine, was that um, the video about Donald Trump's behavior in a bus 11 years ago uh, pushed theologian Wayne Grudem to withdraw his endorsement of Trump and to urge him to drop out of the presidential race. I'm, I'm quoting now from World Magazine, the videotape in the words of Albert, Albert Moeller, president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, quote, revealed a sexual predator, not merely a playboy. Interestingly enough, uh, Wayne Grudem, 
who wrote an article just a few days after he he withdrew his support of Donald Trump. He wrote an article uh, saying, "Never mind, I'm going. I I take it back." And I thought it was interesting. He said he his phone literally rang off the hook from news organizations that were just dying to feature an evangelical uh, jumping ship on Trump because that's really what they wanted to do. And so Grudem. Uh, came back and said, uh, this is really important. They asked him, you know, why have you gone back? You said, I'm going to support Trump. And then the tapes came out perfectly timed, held off by the media uh, to when they would do absolutely the most damage. And then uh, a lot of uh, Bible scholars and evangelicals uh, jumped ship because they didn't want to be seen uh, in cahoots with supporting such an egregious uh, act. And so uh, he basically said that our options were basically this, one, vote for Trump, or two, help Hillary Clinton get elected. And he stressed this. He said, once I put my choice in these stark terms, there is a good way to make a decision. Since I find both candidates morally objectionable, I am back to the old-fashioned basis on which I have decided how to vote for my entire life. Whose policies are better? Do I agree more with Trump's policies or more with Clinton's? Listen, you guys, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind at all that our nation is under judgment, that we are being judged as a nation. We are being judged for our willingness to support abortion. We are being judged for our departure from God's definition of marriage. And you can see God's judgment reflected in the two candidates that are running for president of the United States. But the, to me, uh, this isn't even close. I agree with uh, with uh, Dr. Grudem where he said, I overwhelmingly support Trump's policies and have and believe that Clinton's policies will seriously damage the nation perhaps forever. On the Supreme Court, abortion, religious liberty, sexual orientation regulations, taxes, economic growth, the minimum wage, school choice, Obamacare, protection from terrorism, immigration, the military, energy, safety in our cities. Trump is a far better choice than Clinton. Again and again, Trump supports the policies that I advocated in my 2010 book, Politics According to the Bible. I cannot agree uh, with Wayne Grudem more on this issue because he's absolutely right. We are only a few days out from an election now, and given the questionable backgrounds of both of the candidates, there still might be another October surprise, either about Trump or Clinton. Who knows? But there is also a positive possibility because Trump claims he is a changed person from who he was in 2005. He has apologized for how he acted, and there is a possibility that he has really changed. Dr. Grudem said, I hope it's true. I don't know. And therefore, what I write here is my best judgment, given the information that we know now. I'm going to link back to Dr. Grudem's uh, article, because I think it's important for every uh, evangelical uh, who's still sitting on the fence and trying to figure out how do we make sense of what to do with our vote. I want to just say again, the Lord knows your heart. He knows that in voting for Donald Trump, you are not uh, condoning his actions and the sin that he has committed. God knows uh, your heart. And I think that the objections uh, or the two kind of uh, places where Christians are falling in the culture right now is we fall on the side of our witness, protecting our witness, or we side on protecting uh, the innocent in terms of uh, things like abortion. And uh, World Magazine, I would say, falls on the side of protecting their witness, uh, even though they have said that they're asking their readers to choose another candidate two weeks out from the election. They state, and I quote, uh, in talking about in uh, trying to get their readers to choose a new candidate, they say it's improbable that a new Republican candidate could win the election. Yes, uh, 
but it's not impossible. In any event, to quote Dr. Moeller, we should not allow a national disgrace to become the great evangelical embarrassment, end quote. We should not abandon our witness to the world that God is real. Glorifying God by honoring his standards is worth more than political gain. Can I just say right now, I have a huge beef with World Magazine on this issue, because to me, when we allow Hillary Clinton to get into the White House, who has promised to repeal the Hyde Amendment, Therefore, my tax dollars will go to the murder of the unborn. To me, that is much more egregious than being seen as somebody who votes for a man who uh, said inflammatory things about women. Much more egregious. We're talking about the murder of the unborn. We're talking about partial birth abortion. I watched the debate uh, last week between Clinton and Trump and Clinton's callousness, her coldness in talking about partial birth abortion was breathtaking to watch. And this is someone who, if we do not vote as Christians, this woman will be the leader of the free world. We need to be thinking about what that means. What's at stake? Are we willing to sacrifice what we feel like is sacrificing our witness, or are we going to side on the side of justice? The Bible says in Micah 6, 8, that he has shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. But to love justice and mercy and to walk humbly with the Lord. God cares about the murder of the unborn at the top of his priority list is thou shalt not kill. And my goodness, to me, as someone said they were still struggling. I am not struggling. I'm over it. To me, the, the, the choices have never been more clear. Two completely different visions for America. One will take us farther away from God, and one gives us a chance to return and repent and come back to God as a nation, which is what uh, I am praying for. There are so many things at stake in this election. Someone asked me the other day uh, about being afraid, and I kind of want to address it. There's so many things I want to address, but there's just not enough time. you know, someone said, well, you're voting out of fear. Listen, uh, men and women, there is a there is an actual good kind of fear. If you are standing on a train track and a train is coming at you full bore, but you've got your headphones on and you don't see it, and your friend yelled at you, get off the track, and you didn't hear them, so they yelled even louder, get off the track. Maybe they come and even pushed you off the tracks. Why did they do that? Fear. The motivator was fear. They were afraid that you were going to get hit by a hit by a train. And for many of us, myself included, when you hear the sense of urgency in my voice, when you hear it uh, from Dr. Ben Carson, when you hear it from Mike Huckabee, when you hear it from Franklin Graham, when you hear it from many, many evangelical leaders whose moral character has been proven time and time again, when you hear the frustration in their voices, it is because they see an oncoming train heading straight toward our nation. And our moral indignation at what Trump said and did 11 years ago will pale in comparison to what Hillary Clinton will do if she is elected to the highest office in this land. It is so important for us to recognize what is really at stake. William Wilberforce said, you may choose to look the other way, but you can never again say that you did not know. You can choose to look the other way, but you can never again say that you did not know. We know what's at stake in this election. And to willfully choose to either not be involved or to help someone who is as godless and reckless as Hillary Clinton ascend to the highest office in the land is something that our country, I think, will probably never recover from. We need to be really thinking about what God would have us do, particularly with the Supreme Court at stake, and particularly where the lives of the unborn are literally hanging in the balance. It is all right to have a, a godly kind of fear. There is a wise kind of fear. The Bible says that, that the a fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And we need to be thinking, what are we doing 
uh, that brings honor to God. Is is God really honored when we step back and allow the murder of the unborn to continue unchecked? I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to do everything I can to stand in the way of that happening. And if that means voting for Donald Trump, then I'm going to stick a bumper sticker on my car and vote for him. The other last thing I want to do today is to leave you where I started, which is just to encourage you to pray. The Bible says that a prayer, the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. And I have been encouraged to see so many of you uh, participating in my scripture writing challenge for this month. So many of you praying. Um, God is doing a work in the hearts of his people. And I believe that we are going to be able to look back on this time and say, wow, you know what? We struggled, but we saw God show up. And I believe that I believe that our, our best days as a nation uh, could be ahead of us because the Bible says that if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That is the God we serve. He is a God of redemption, a God of second chances, and he longs to give the people in this nation a second chance. He waited a long time with Sodom and Gomorrah, you guys. He didn't just blow it off the face of the earth. He gave them all kinds of chances. And we are being given another chance again to do the right thing. I know this is difficult. I know many of you are struggling with it. And I'm just asking you today, pray about it. Take the two platforms before the Lord. Download the Republican uh, and the uh, Democratic platforms and just see how they're voting. One is pro-life, one is pro-abortion, one is pro-traditional marriage, one is for gay marriage. And by the way, the opening up of locker rooms, we have only seen the beginning of what is going to happen. Uh, There is a pastor right now, a lay pastor in Georgia who is being sued in federal court and being asked to turn over his sermons because he spoke out against homosexuality. Men and women, this should trouble you. This should trouble you that this is happening in the United States of America, and it's happening under the watch of a Barack Obama, and it will continue to get worse under Hillary Clinton. I'm going to link back to several of the articles that I've mentioned today. I will also link back for good measure to the article on uh, at World Magazine so that you can read it and decide uh, for yourself. Obviously, I came to a different conclusion <laughs> than they did. Also, want to encourage you for those who are not have not yet registered. I am traveling next weekend. Actually, I'm leaving in just a few days for Tampa, Florida, where I will be doing Fearless. It's my event for women. This is going to be my last event for the year, and then I'm going to take a few weeks off, uh, finishing up the edits on my book, which is coming out next year, and just taking some time to be with my family and and come together in prayer for our nation. And I hope that you'll join me in doing that. Uh, next week, my friend Ashley Sigrest is going to be on the podcast. I hope that you'll listen. November 4th, she'll be on next Friday. Ashley Sigrest is going to be on Friday, November 4th, and again on Monday, November 7th, just a day before the election. Ashley has a powerful witness. She is going to be talking about her abortion. Ashley was raped and got an abortion uh, as a result, and she has a powerful story and a testimony that she would like to share with you. So I hope you'll invite your friends, share the podcast, rate us over at iTunes, get the word out to people, and I hope that you'll prayerfully consider voting on November the 8th. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at The Busy Mom.